Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us, the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. I've been anxious to talk to him since uh, this weekend series and watching what went on with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, a guy that played for the Minnesota Twins and the Oakland A's and was an all-star MVP and a world champion and much more. Terry Steinbach, nice enough to join us. Uh, Terry, L.A., man, um, they didn't pack it for the uh, home run derby, maybe because it's a, a different time difference out there. But you played in L.A. in the in the World Series, in the famous Gibson home run uh, series. What is it like to play out there in L.A.? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, L.A. is what it is. I mean, um, exactly like you're saying, people leave early. It's all about the clock. It's about the freeway. Hmm. It's about um, rush hour and everything. But um, they do have a extremely rich tradition, you know, about baseball. What was your favorite stadium to play in outside of you know, you know your home well, stadium? You know, Mac, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, um, Camden Yards was one of the first stadiums yeah. that um, did a, a, a beautiful stadium, beautiful locker room, beautiful batting cages, and on top of it, made a beautiful area all the way around Camden Yards. Yeah. So that was one of the first that, as a player, you know, we stayed at the hotel, you walked, to a couple yep. of restaurants on your way to the field, grabbed a quick bite to eat, went to the field, played your game. After the game, you worked your way back to the hotel, stopped for a few, few refreshments. But the whole area around the stadium, the, the, the whole community was uh, was was very nice, you know. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they did urban ballpark, but all right, the Twins fall on their face against the White Sox and struggled before that, with, uh, mainly in the form of pitching. They've given them a lot of runs. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, and and obviously, you know, we we look immediately at the starting pitchers and the relief pitchers, and we complain about the bullpen and all these things. Uh, I always wonder sometimes: is it the bullpen, or is it the fact that starters don't pitch longer into a game? And and anybody can have a good bullpen if they have good starters. I don't know what it, what have you seen over the last two weeks? Well, I just think that yes, it's been a combination of things. I think it's uh, proven that. The bullpen can be susceptible. Uh, you know, they, 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 they've blown some games. You know, they've given up some runs in, in bad times. Um, and, you know, again, that, that's going to cost you. Now, on the flip side of that, when, you're, when it's a team, when you've got 25 guys working together, if you see your bullpen struggling, that's kind of on some of the teams that I've been on, that's when the starters kind of grab their bootstraps a little bit and said, all right, I'm going to take us, you know, a solid six, seven, maybe eight innings, maybe even even a complete game, you know, to take the the pressure off the bullpen a little bit, just to just to give them a chance to breathe. And and what's happening the last two weeks is the bullpen has struggled a little bit. The starters are not going as long as I think people would like them to see, and that may be may be by design. I mean, we've had many conversations about the analytics. None of us agree with it. I, I don't quite understand it. You know, pitchers get that one time, one and a half times to the order, and okay, we got to take them out, whether they're dealing or, or or not. You know, the 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 computer says you're done. 
Yeah, I, I, for sure. And and the reason I think about it a lot is I saw Jim Cott go in here to get his number retired. And when you start looking at his numbers and how many complete games he had, and, and you go, well, he must have wore out pretty soon. No, he pitched 25 years in the big leagues. I, I just don't know, uh, Terry, but I'm very interested in what you have to say about that because – uh, some of the guys, Burt Blylevin is another one. I, I mean, they they have complete games, but they also have really long careers, which tells you it didn't affect their arm like we tend to think it does right now in terms of how long we let guys pitch. Uh, do you think everybody's just built differently, or do you think that at this day and age, uh, guys, I, I mean, whether they say, you know, they might go in there and say, I'm planning on pitching a complete game, but nobody plans on pitching a complete game anymore. Well, let's throw another guy from Meyer. Let's throw Nolan Ryan in there. Too. Yeah. I mean, come on. 45 years old and he's throwing 100 miles an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of things, Mike. I think the, the the veteran guys that we're talking about, those old guys, when they took the ball, Bert's a great guy to talk to about it, and, and, and Jim was too. You know, it, it, it was their game. They had – they're going the whole game. There was no no intention of coming out of that game. So I think they were programmed, number one, to go a whole game. Two, I think they condition themselves yeah. to figure out how to how to go a whole game, and I think you got the two things going against us right now. That pitchers, I mean, are programmed right now. I mean, two times through the order. I mean, we're in the World Series, and and the horses are going four innings. You know, and I'm scratching my head at that. I mean, you know, we always had a pitcher too that you know you get to the fourth, fifth inning, often they're looking over the shoulder of the bullpen like, "Hey, Skip, you know, okay, I got my five innings. You, yeah. you know, I think I'm done here." But right. It's it's yeah, and and, and I think you're right. I, I I think they need to be programmed differently. And, and, and then I always hate to say this, but you, you dump the. And I have nothing against money, Mike. Nothing. Yeah. I think the players should make as much as they can. But as an organization, you dump that much money into a guy. I know. Talking pitchers here. We don't want to take the chance of blowing this guy. Yeah, out it's, it's counter to your investment, right? I mean, you spend yeah. a lot of money, so now you play them less. Exactly, and and you, I, you know, I, I every time we ran into a, a, an issue in, in in Oakland days, you know, Dave Stewart said, "Give me the ball, boys." You know, he wanted to change that losing streak in, into a winning uh, winning streak. Brad Ratke, when I was catching for, for for the Twins, was that guy. If we if we were on the bubble a little bit, give the ball to Brad. Everybody knows, hey, this is our chance to win. We're going to win this, and let's get back on the positive side of winning again. Okay, so so I'm going to give you another. I'm going to give you the edited version when I asked another guy about that, and the guy's name was Jack Morris. And, <laughs> and Jack used to say when he saw Sparky come out, he would be beside himself, and he'd say, "You're going to put that blinkity blinkity blank in to, in to save my game." <laughs> you want well, him to I'm pitch instead of me? Let's go, let's go the tenth inning of the World Series. Yes, exactly. Now, 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 which is one of the greatest stories of all time. But did you ever have conversations like that where you're sitting out there and Larusa comes out and the starting pitcher says, "You got to be kidding me"? Yeah, you know, it, and, and and that's what you want. I mean, the yep. managers want that guy. Now, hey, if it's the first part of the season, hey, I'm taking you out because I want you fresh in October. You yep. know, so so the, you know there is some rhyme or reason that goes on, but you want that guy that wants to be out that wants the ball and knows he can go a solid seven, eight, nine innings and get that win for the club. Terry Steinbach is our guest. So, Terry, with that in mind, if you're playing GM for the Twins right now, what are you looking at? Is it just bullpen arms? What are you looking at right now? I think it's really, really hard uh, for a ball club 
when you lose games in that eighth and ninth inning, I mean, those are tough pills to swallow. When the season's over, regardless of where you finish, up, down, sideways, whatever, you always look back and say, hey, how about those five, seven, nine, ten, twelve blown games that we gave up in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning? Those are the ones that I think come back to haunt you. So I think if I'm the GM right now, I, w- I would try to solidify that part of the bullpen right now. Try to try to get something going where we got three consistent guys, you know, uh, seventh, eighth, and 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 a closer there. Grant looks like he potentially can can be that guy. So, you know, I when you have that lead, you know, that's the one you can't give up. And, 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 and the, the winning teams that I played on and the winning teams that beat us, I mean, you got to that seventh, eighth, ninth inning and the other team's got the lead. Let's go to the Yankees with uh, Rivera. I mean, forget it, boys. I mean, yeah. I mean, as much as we want to beat Rivera, that's a, that's a tough task. Yeah, it was a couple of flamethrowers uh, right in front of him usually as well. Do you think had they kept Taylor Rogers, that would have drastically changed where they're at right now? You know, hindsight is tough, Maxie. I mean, yes, if we if we uh, calculate that he is going to do exactly what he's doing in San Diego with the Twins, oh, absolutely, we should have given up, and especially what we got for him. You know, yeah. Um, but you don't know that. You know, when 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 you're sitting there in February, March, April, and you got to pull the plug on, on 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 a deal like that, you know, you hope that the guys you're getting are going to do well, and you might. Maybe have a you had a ceiling on, on on Rogers that didn't think he could you know break through that ceiling and obviously he's proven things wrong and also I'm 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 always in favor of of, of guys uh, getting a different look and I'm going to throw you know the big one out there David Ortiz he was yeah. a teammate of mine and man we yeah. couldn't keep that guy on the field on the metronome you know I mean he was he was big and the turf was hard on his knees and he was kind of broken up anyway and. He goes to Boston. I mean, literally, I think we gave him to Boston. And, oh, my God, he's an MVP and he's a Hall of Famer. A Hall you know, of Famer. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did you see anything from him? I mean, I mean, obviously, you knew he could hit. But he sprayed the ball more than he hit just for power. And, you know, he'll say that he started swinging from his hips or from his heels when he went to Boston. And they said, have that. But that's tough park as a left-hander to hit a lot of home runs uh, at, as you, as you know. Did, did you see high potential when he left? What did you think? I'm going to be honest with you, Max. You know because he was playing on turf, and he was broke a lot. I mean, yep. you know, the turf back then, we didn't have the good soft turf that they have now. Um, it was harder. His knees were hurting. His ankles were hurting. It was tough to keep him on the field. And, and, and if you're not feeling good, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're sore, you're not, you're not going to be able to, to perform. So I think for him going to Fenway, getting him on natural grass, number one. Number two, he gets off to a good start, and the organization loves him. The fans love him, and he turns into that leader – of, of 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 the Red Sox and he brings home those World Series and, and anybody knows, you know, the East Coast team, if you can bring home a World Series <laughs> and break the curse in the process, right? President, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he could, man. He he had some kind of charm about him. Now, Gary Sanchez is a catcher. It looks like uh with Jeffers out they're gonna need a different another one for the next eight weeks and either from within or somewhere else. Who would you identify, knowing what you know about Sanchez, uh, what does he need with him to compliment him if he becomes your number one catcher? Well, I think you want, he, he's going to need durability because, you know, let's face it, you're, you're going to go down the second half right now. You don't really want to be breaking in another guy and have another guy have to learn the rotation. So we're going to have to get a lot of games out of him. So, so he's going to have to be durable, number one. 
And then two, you know, he's going to have to perform, you know, and it might not necessarily be all offensive. You know, everybody thinks, Oh, you, you know, you, you got to hit the home runs. You got to drive, drive the guys in behind the plate. If you can make that pitcher feel comfortable when he's out there throwing, that's the number one job of the catcher. When that starting pitcher gets out and the reliever comes in, now his job is to make the next guy feel as comfortable as he can, like he's the most important thing in, in, in the world. And kind of like, I got you, huh? When you come in, don't worry about it. Like you just say, I'll put the right number down and you hit it. Exactly, and that's part on the field. That's part off the field. That's part in the airplane, flying to places. That's part taking a guy out to dinner. You know, you want – you want that pitcher to have all the confidence in the world. And you got a guy on third base, and in our area, you want to throw that fourth ball, throw it. I got it. Yep. It's not getting by me. I yep. mean, if that's your out pitch, you throw it every dang time. I'm going to block it. We'll throw the guy out at first. Don't worry about it. As compared to, you know, the pitcher's got a little reservation out there about, hey, can that guy block? And I'm not comfortable throwing to this guy. My out pitch is this pitch. I, I you know. And, and that leads to not throwing the best pitch in that particular situation. So he's just going to have to get comfortable with those guys, and he's he's going to have to catch. And you know, and, and let's face it, he's going to have to suck it up. You know, those dog days of August come up. You know, that hard stretch. You know, sprinting into September, he's going to he's going to have to be out there. Explain. You know, we saw what the White Sox did to him, and that is your manager, your connection to your teams is Tony Larusa, and he's managing the White Sox again. Of course, they won it last year, and now they're knocking on the door again. Uh, he, he hasn't really given in to all the analytics of baseball to the degree that others have. What What have you seen from him in his comeback with the White Sox? I got to go spend a little bit of time with him on Saturday. You know, they 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 still let old guys go see old managers. You know, so I so I talked to him for a while, and yeah. He, he's all about winning. All right, what's winning baseball? Okay, and to me, winning baseball is, and, and this is a philosophy that he drilled into us, was you get a guy on second, leadoff double, you get him over, you get him in. I don't care how. You want to bunt, bunt. You want to hit and run, hit and run. You, you know, you want to hit the, hit, hit the ball the other way, do it. But you have to get that guy to third. Next guy coming up, I don't care how you get that guy in. Get him in. And that's what Tony really preaches, and that's what he's got the guys buying into. And you know, they went through some injuries early. They had some guys underperforming early. But um, he seems to, you know, at least sprinting into the All-Star break, which he stresses a lot of. I'm sure they had meetings seven to ten days, you know, before the All-Star break. And his, his message was, look, guys, let's sprint into that thing. Let's, let's, let's make a point here. And he's got the guys playing well. Now the question is going to be, can those guys stay healthy? Can, can he keep doing – can the guys keep doing what they're doing? But they're buying on to Tony's philosophy – of, of, of winning baseball, and it was very evident last year, you know, how, how they won the division. It didn't pan out from that first round of playoffs, but he's got them doing it again. Yeah, Tim, and he's got some special players there with Tim Anderson and Abreu, and uh, uh, Robert looks like he's coming to his own. Jimenez is hurt. Uh, obviously, Vaughn had a big uh, series, but uh, Seats and Lance Linden pitched very well. But, I mean, when they, when they put that thing out there and it's fortified, that, that's a pretty good roster. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you're starting to see it. I don't know their back stats. They, they, they took three out of four from Minnesota. I think, uh, you know, what, seven out of ten, eight, eight out of ten, you know, their last ten games. They, they put themselves right into contention going into the All-Star break. And that's, you know, that's more than you can ask for a manager. Now, he'll have a speech right after the All-Star break. I could probably say it verbatim. You know, <laughs> hey, first half was great. Way to go. Pat yourself on the back. But we haven't done nothing yet. You know, so what we did in that first half won't mean anything if we don't continue to carry on in that second half. Is is his magic strategy, or is it the way he handles players? 
Um, it's the way you handle players. I mean, I, uh, you know, when you watch how many strategic moves that really impact a game through the course of nine innings, there's really not that many. TK has said this many times. Tony has said it. Sparky said it. I mean, the best, TK says the best game he's ever had when he sits down and let the boys play. Yeah. So it's really how uh, Tony communicates with the players. I can really remember him, you know, going around every game, you know, to every group of players. You know, you got the infielders are taking their ground. The offfielders have a huddle out there. Catches were bebopping around, and he'd come to every group. How are we doing today? What do you guys think? And then, or he'll say, ah, I'm really worried. What are, you, what are you worried about today? Well, Steiny, you won four for five last night. That means you ain't going to be worth a crap today. You know, and he, he found <laughs> Little challenge, to, huh? Yeah, he found his way to challenge you, you know, and he had different messages for all 25 guys. And I guarantee you that's the same way he's walking through uh, batting practice during, during the uh, White Sox BP. Wow. Jerry, always great to visit with you. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll do it again soon. I didn't even get a chance to talk to. Uh, I, I got to ask this one last question because you were an All Star MVP. I've talked to you about it in the past. What is this like for a player to walk out there on the field tomorrow night when you're an All Star? It is fantastic. I did get to see Luis Arai, and I congratulated him the other day on, yep. on that. And I said, "Take it all in." I yep. mean, it is you know the first time there. It's extremely intimidating because all the superstars that you're admiring <laughs> are your teammates. All those great hitters, you know, the Pucks, the Juniors, the Ripkins, the guys that you're trying to get out, mm-hmm. you're in the lineup with them, you know, yeah. and and the rotation that you get to catch. I mean, it's like, oh man, give me this thing all year. Yeah. You know? So no, it's 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 really great. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it, it, you know when we played, it was meaningful because whoever won hosted, you know, got the advantage. You know, American League, National League for for, for the World Series. But anyway, it, it, it's still fun. And 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 I told Luis, enjoy the heck out of it. Take it all in because it's going to be a very memorable experience for you. For sure, Terry. Thank you so much. Always fun. Always a pleasure, Max. You take care. You too. One of the best that uh, guy. I love having that guy on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.